Hello, peace and greetings out everybody out there in listening land. You are tuned in to the Unicorn's Couch once again. Um, today's episode will be uh, building off of the last episode. Today we're going to be looking at growing beyond fear. And um, it is my honor and pleasure um, to, to host the discussion today. Um, uh, my name is Jeremy Darden, licensed clinical social worker here in Baltimore, and I am honored by my two esteemed partners. Um, fellas, please, if you don't mind, introduce yourself to the listeners and, 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 and perhaps the first time listeners who might not know a thing about you or us. Just please give a, a bit of an intro if you don't mind. Absolutely. Absolutely. I appreciate you, brother. This is uh, Rob here. I am a uh, probation officer uh, in the District of Columbia. Um, but I've been doing social work, the work of working with people for mm-hmm. over 20 years mm-hmm. um, at various agencies through Baltimore City, uh, Washington, D.C., Virginia area. Um, I'm looking forward to this topic and I appreciate um, our <clears throat> listeners as well as our new listeners. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hopefully you can get something out of this um, that you can use in your everyday practice and lives. Um, and I'm ready to get to it. Oh, what you got, bro? So I, you know, I would be remiss to say that, you know, this is family for us. So, you know, for us, this is a continue for our first time listeners. This is a continued conversation that we have. If we were sitting around each other, um, we just wanted to share it and try and bring some kind of support to the people who actively listen to our process or actively listen to our show. I'm Orrin Howard. Um, I've been in the mental health field for over 20 years. Um, I am a licensed clinical social worker. I'm also an adjunct instructor, a professor at the University of Maryland. Um, I have been teaching there for 13 years. Um, I have certifications in a lot of different things. I've, I, I work with disenfranchised populations um, in the DMV area. I work with uh, well-to-do populations. I am ecstatic about, you know, this opportunity that we have. Um, Jeremy, if I think we didn't, we didn't go over your, your resume, sir. Oh, that's, yeah, no, nah, we'll get there. But yeah, yeah, no, nah. <laughs> I, I was waiting for a breath in because both of your brother's resume is so extensive and so impressive, you know, I was yeah, like, man, I'm, I'm, right? I'm, 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 you just call me Jay. <laughs> but now, nah, you know, so 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 my name is Jeremy Darden, a, a, a one time student of Brother Oren's class there at the prestigious University of Maryland School of Social Work. Um, and, uh, you know, honored to um, to be to be joining in and, and facilitating some of the conversation this evening. So um, so once again, listeners, if you're a first timer, um, welcome. Jump on board. Hopefully you will um, you know pick up a couple of jewels and gems, um, you know, for yourself that you might be able to share um you know with your loved ones and if you're if, if you're a regular listener you know you know how we roll so jump on we're about to we're about to get it tonight so um so once again this is the unicorns couch please we welcome your input and feedback you can email us at unicornscouch at gmail.com um and you are listening to us um uh, through a variety of 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 podcast um platforms apple spotify um iHeartRadio. Um, Simplecast, Chrome, um, Deezer, iTunes, 
Um, I know I'm missing a few, but it keeps growing, um, as do our listenership. You know, we want to shout out and give thanks to many states here in, 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 in the United States. Um, shout out to Maryland, the DMV area, Texas, New York, Florida. I know I'm missing a couple. Oh, Rob, join on in. But then also internationally, we're thankful to. Um, it's really remarkable how technology just allows the energy just to spread. Right. The, the, the power of the voice to spread. So shout out to folks out in France and Hungary and Mexico, Barbados, um, Slovenia, Brazil. Qatar, Ireland. Um, and so we're thankful that um, that folks are, are paying attention and yeah, hopefully get some use out of this. Go ahead. We're really grateful for our listening audiences. Um, you can make sure you can reach out to us at the unicorns couch at gmail.com. Um, if you want to um, want us to address any of your questions or your thoughts, we'll put it on the air. If we can um, shout out to we're in 18 countries over 20 states, um, and we're just super grateful that people have taken an opportunity to join us in this experience as we continue to grow. And so stay tuned for our expansion, stay tuned for our, you know, our season three, um, and stay tuned for just continued uh, effort to try and support the community. Yeah, and, and by all means, we know that we don't have all the answers. We just offer three um, unique perspectives. And um, and with your input and feedback, listeners, we truly believe that this is a wisdom-seeking wisdom experience, meaning um, these two brothers that, that, that you'll be hearing tonight, myself included, um, you know, we, we welcome the wisdom that you can bring into the conversation as well as we try and humbly offer some of ours. So last episode, um, uh, the, the, the topic was letting go of fear. And hopefully if you if you had a chance to listen into it, um, you know, th there, were, there were some practices and some insights that, 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 that may help you in the practice of, of, of letting go and, 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 and um, you know, moving through fear. Today, we're going to touch on how do we grow from letting go of that, right? Um, there's there's a, an old saying, I don't know, maybe Aristotle stole it from somebody, but it's accredited to Aristotle that says, nature abhors a vacuum. Nature Ooh. abhors a vacuum. And so when you let go of something, if there's a void or an emptiness there, right? What might we do to grow some goodness in that void as we let go of fear, to try and replace that fear with some other things? So, so fellas, with that um, being said, Without any further ado, um, you know, from your perspective, I want to offer this thought to you all and, and, and get your feedback, right? Mm -hmm. um, freedom lives on the other side of our fear. Mm -hmm. Freedom lives on the other side of fear. Yeah. What are your thoughts on, on, on just hearing that and, 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 and building or adding on to that one? So, um <clears throat> Listening to that, that reminds me to let the listeners know that it takes courage to get over whatever fear that you have, right? And so the other side of fear is that you were able to use the courage um, that's within you to get over whatever it is that you are assuming is going to hurt you, right? Uh, fear can come in different ways, shapes and forms, uh, can be physical, um, but mainly, I believe that fear is mostly mental. Um, and I believe that fear is your anticipation of what you think is going to happen. The other side of that 
is that you allowed it to happen. You had the courage to go through it. And then you were able to dissect it. Like, wow, it really wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Or it was as bad as I thought it was, but guess what? I got through it. And so the other side is that you got through it and that you'll get through it. So that that's that's how I, I, I view uh, that statement, Jay. Oh. Mm. So uh, interesting question. Um, I, I want to norm some things because I do believe that there's such thing as a healthy fear. Um, mm. I do also believe that sometimes people use the term fear interchangeably with anxiety and other things. And I think that would be incorrect. Um, when you're talking about healthy fear, for example, as you guys know, um, a couple weeks ago now, uh, my son was just a victim of armed robbery. That's a fear of fight or flight reflex. When somebody pulls a gun, then you could either run, you could fight, or you can just get out of it any way you can, right? And they got out of it any way they could, right? Mm -hmm. And so that fear that they felt was actually their mind protecting them their mm. mind protecting them um, from a very dangerous situation that could have very well ended their lives. Thank thankfully, that, that did not occur and they weren't physically harmed. But when we talk about fear in terms of, you know, fear of, of failure or relationships or different things like that, what I often say to my clients and I often say to myself even is that, you know, Fear is the thing that allows us to be comfortable and not moving forward. To me, the other side of fear is going to be the freedom that comes with moving forward. Mm. So if you're fearful of something, you and, and, and I'll get into it maybe later in the show, but if you're fearful of something, there's usually a formula for that. The growth comes when you address the fear. When you recognize and can identify it, then the other side of it, to Jay's point, is you get a resilience boost. You get a courage boost, like Rob said. You get um, some evidence of proven success. Mm. And so the other side is so much more promising. But fear itself is very comforting for many people. And they'd rather be in that space yeah. than be free. Mm -hmm. mm. It, it, it kind of reminds me of, you know, the, 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 the saying, the devil, you know, mm -hmm. is better than one you don't know. In other words, a lot of people, um, if not comforted during fear, at least that fear is familiar. Yes. Right. There's a known quantity. And, and, and earlier, oh, you had said, um, you know, offered this idea of a healthy fear, but then also confusing fear with anxiety. Mm -hmm. And one of the greatest things that can inflame anxiety is a sense of uncertainty. Absolutely. A lack of control. And sometimes we stay in places knowing that they're no good for us, knowing mm -hmm. that we experience this fear. But that familiarity, that comfort of just knowing what my devil is, so to speak. Right. Mm -hmm. Knowing what that discomfort is like is far more reassuring in some ways than the unknown quantity of let me move or let me kind of work through and get to the other side of this unknown. You know, you know what I mean? The unknown. Absolutely. Yeah. So in, in, in working with clients and, and, and oftentimes, um, um, you know, the, the work that we do is helping professionals 
it's not a pure giveaway. In other words, if we listen to ourselves speak and take our own medicine, really what we're doing is we're talking to ourselves as well as our clients. We're sharing these things, right? I mean, it's not just for them. Right, right, right. Um, And so I I offer working with folks, just remember, you know, wisdom to know the difference, right? Mm -hmm. How, oh, how would you encourage folks to consider to be able to discern a healthy fear from an unhealthy one? Um, I I tend to look at healthy fears only as survival instincts. Mm -hmm. So if it's not something that puts puts you in danger, like harm, um, then it tends not to be healthy. Uh, and but the confusion comes where the mind can't uh, discern or distinguish between a survival danger and a regular, like disappointing, possibly even um, hurtful experience. You know, it doesn't distinguish the two. The mind says, oh, fear is here. I got you. I'm taking over now. Let's do this. And so. To me, I think, and, and, and Rob and Jay jump in there, when we talk about fear, and I say we got to norm it, we're really talking about the kind of fear that's based on being governed by your emotions in a way that you're not using logic as much. You're not Um, actually doing things that you think are the best for you. You're doing things to prevent something from occurring because you think it's going to be more painful than the other side. Uh, I agree with that. I I want to add a piece to that. Uh, Some people also get addicted to the, um, I'll say the game, for lack of, of better words, but but just the process actually to, um, to be more specific for our listeners, right? Um, the process of going through um, the fear uh, or uh, anticipating the fear um, and not really wanting to deal with other things, you know, they, that's what drives them, that, that process. Um, and yes, oh, absolutely, you know, uh, not wanting to, get on the other side and letting their emotions get to them, um, again, uh, allows them to stay in a particular place that they feel comfortable with. I, I equate fear with wanting to stay in a particular position that you're in and not necessarily wanting to get out of that. You've grown comfortable with whatever it is that it, it provides, right? And so you don't want to move past whatever it is. You don't want to move past getting a new job or going back to school or if you want to take it on a relationship basis, uh, dating someone new or knowing this person is not good for you or the fear of being alone, right? So allowing your emotions to govern your actions, as, as Orrin said, um, Jay, you know, and I, I believe that you got to get out. Of, you have to have that courage, you know, to get out of it. I mean, fear and courage go hand in hand, right? You know, the, courage is normally what is used to defeat fear, right? But a lot of times people just want to stay comfortable. And so they don't have to have courage to, you know, to get over that particular fear. So the process and their emotions is what I would mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. And, and, and just to amplify the, the, the point that you made, um, oh, that healthy fear may be, in, may be looked at as an instinctual response. It's a survival mm-hmm. mechanism, mm-hmm. right? Being able to 
garner the, 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 the strength, whether it's the strength of, of physical might or the courage, whether it takes it in, 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 a, in a response of fighting or, or, or running away to escape mm-hmm. that danger, that predator, that, that, that moment of, of intense acute stress and, and fear, and then distinguishing between what is the instinctual healthy fear response and the, the, the responses that come from chronic fear. Absolutely. Right? Let's look at the way in which um, chronic systemic oppression and injustice conditions fear, conditions a fear response, not just in one generation, but the transgenerational trauma of having a narrative of this is some things to be afraid of. Right. Yeah. Right? Um, two very, very different um, ways of experiencing and I just want to add to Rob and your point about when we say um, comfortable with your fear, you don't have to. I want the audience to understand to be comfortable with a fear. We're just really speaking about the behavior. We're not mm-hmm. speaking about the intent. So you you're, in your mind, you can say, oh, I don't, I'm never comfortable with fear. Like right. you might heard Rob say that and, and you say, oh, I'm not I'm not comfortable with fear. Why would he say that? But the reality of it is the behavior exhibits that. That is a place that you tend, it's a paradigm. It's it's your focus. Mm. Work to prevent pain mm-hmm. as, as, as opposed to work to, to, to explore and expand, knowing that it may not work out. It's, it's just a, a way of looking at things. And, and you operate in this place because it feels safer, safer even though it's a false sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and Rob, when I hear you say, you know, being comfortable in fear, Right. Oftentimes it's, it's just a reminder. We normalize a lot of unhealthy stuff. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And so so for listeners that may not be um, that, that might be activated or triggered by or defensive of I'm not comfortable with my fear. Well, are you familiar with the fear? Absolutely. And once we're familiar with fear, then we have a higher tendency of normalizing it, rationalizing it. Right. Um, really, in some sense, it's 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 a, it's a testament to resiliency. Yes. That we can we can live in high toxic, unhealthy environments. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but what does it take to transform that paradigm or, or break that pattern? Right? right. Break out of the pattern of unhealthy relationships, unhealthy behaviors, unhealthy decision makings. Right. Mm -hmm. So we definitely do not want to spend all of our time together today focusing on fear because we're not problem focused. We got to be solution focused. Absolutely. um, You know, not only in this podcast, but in our day to day walk. Right. Absolutely. Right. So so once again, listeners, you are tuned into the Unicorns Couch. I am honored to um, to facilitate tonight today's discussion. Um, Your host, Jeremy. Live and direct with uh, Brother Orm, Brother Rob. Um, and we want to give thanks once again for you listening in, tuning in. Give us your input, feedback. Email us, unicornscouch at gmail.com um, and let your voice be heard. Right. So so either one of you all, whoever wants to jump in on this first, what are some things, some practices? What can you do to facilitate growth? Right. Specifically as it relates going beyond fear, but what helps to nurture and nourish a growing process? Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, oh, you want to go first? or It's totally up to you. Huh? Okay. He, he has that look, audience, he has that look on his face. Well, he, yeah. You can oh, see yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to go in. Listen, I, I, I heard something and I got to share this with my listeners. Um, 
If you mention it, you can manage it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I heard that from Brother Jay, and I'm going to bring that back. Okay, let me say it again. So mention your fear. Talk about your fear. Mm -hmm. Talk about it. And that'll allow you to manage it. And then I have six other things that I'm going to come back to. Um, I'm going to let old speak, but I'm just kind of breaking it down a little bit. We're going to be solution focused. We're going to talk about it. But M&M, ladies and gentlemen, M&M, you want to mention it. So you can manage it. You could take that, not just dealing with fear, but with a whole lot of other things. But first, let's just start with that. Let's mention it. Let's talk about what this fear is. And then we can begin to manage it. We can begin that process. Oh, you want to say something that I can come right back with the six? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to just add on to what you're saying, because that was brilliant. You and Jay and stuff like that. I would say um, the first step is awareness. Mm -hmm. uh, when you say mention, it's awareness. Um, in order for you to grow from something, you have to condition and train yourself to be able to become more aware. Aware of what triggers it, aware of what it looks like, um, aware of when it happens, under what circumstances. The other thing is you have to learn to ask the relevant question. Like when it comes, when once you have awareness, what am I really afraid of? Mm. You know? Um, a relevant question, I'm going to uh, kind of play around with it a little bit. I try. I got this um, actually from my therapist. Um, um, shout out to him. Um, where you a question that you can actually do something about. Mm, wow. actually do something about. Wow. As opposed to a not relevant question, which is something that's out of your control. It usually involves other people like, why is he acting like that? Why is she behaving like that? Well, you can't really do anything about that without that other person. Mm -hmm. But if I ask a relevant question, I say, what is it that I need to feel safe right now? You That lends itself to more questions. This mm -hmm. lends itself to a process of you putting, which is the third step, a plan in place to address. Mm -hmm. So awareness. Mm -hmm. Asking relevant questions, mm -hmm. then put a plan in place and practice. Mm. Mm. I love it. Yeah, this is that time if, if old school heads would hit 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 the pause button mm -hmm. and hit the rewind button. Mm -hmm. Take down the notes. That's right. Line for line, word for word, and be like, all right, now I'm ready for for brother Rob's six point six point star. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And listen for our for our young listeners. Okay, they like to say, and I quote, run it back, Turbo. So we're going <laughs> to run it back. Okay. And so um, that's probably an old school thing. They don't know about Turbo when he used to pop and lock, but right, I'm, right. I'm showing my age right now. Right. They right, need to right. know. They need yeah, to know. Yeah, absolutely. And so getting back to awareness, right? Mm -hmm. Let's learn more. This is point number one. Let's learn more about your fear. Okay. Being aware of it, learn more about your fear. I love what Orrin said. I love it. I even wrote it down. And ladies and gentlemen, yes, I do write things down when they're beautiful. Okay, you might want to do that too. You can come back to it. But asking a question you can do something about. I love that. I love that. And so the second point is when you're asking yourself these questions that you could do something about, okay, let's use our imagination in a positive way. Okay. Mm. You you haven't thought about this fear, but now you've figured it out, you've learned more about it. So let's use our imagination a little bit, ladies and gentlemen, listeners, let's use it, use it in a different way. Okay. Number three, use your brain differently, right? Than you normally do. What does that mean, Rob? How about 
equating a number to your fear and how it makes you feel, one through 10, okay? Normally with numbers, it uses a certain part of the brain that doesn't deal with fear. So let's, let's, let's bring it over. Let's use our whole brain here and let's equate a number to it, okay? And that's using your brain a little bit different. Normally you use your emotions when you're dealing with fear, right? Let's use a little bit different. Let's, let's attach a number to it or a letter to it so you can kind of quantify it a little bit. The fourth thing is let's focus on breathing, breathing. Just as simple as that, ladies and gentlemen. You have to go back and listen to season one. Jeremy gave a beautiful dissertation about how important it is for you to breathe. Breathe, you can get through this and whatever it is that you're doing. Number five, we want to practice mindfulness. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna get into mindfulness probably later on in some different episodes and we'll break that down. But you want to practice that too. There's beautiful books about it. It's the new thing, so to speak. But really, it's been around for a while. Okay, it really has. And last thing, your therapist should be nature. Get out, take a walk, look at look at what has is is around you. If it's too cold like it is now in Maryland with ice and snow, you know, you can look out the window or something. Or you can take a walk, a brisk walk, feel the air, you know, let that be your therapist in this time as you're breaking down your fear. So, again, these are just six things that I do um, that that I would challenge our listeners to do. They don't always work, ladies and gentlemen, or sometimes some of them work better than others. Okay, but just, you know. Try to have, and again, what I just gave you was the planning part of what Oren said. Mm-hmm. So this this would be my planning part. Nice. Okay. Okay. So that's what Dave, I got. Dave, what about you? Like uh, you 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 see this work often. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I'm I'm reminded of of what a therapist had, had shared with me one time, which is. Um, and it goes right along with with what both of you said around this awareness piece is know what your fear is so it doesn't become your bully. Mm. Right. Because there are times in which fear is like a messenger. Right. And we might be so incapacitated by fear or flooded with all of these different thoughts and feelings that we fail to decode the message. Right. And rather than trying to understand fear. Right. We succumb to it. We're overcome by it. Let's unpack that a little bit, though, Jay. Can you give us an example of what that would look like in your in your in your estimation? Yeah. Yeah. So um, so I'm, I'm going to draw from a couple of, of, of different places and then I'll go in on it. Right. Uh-huh. Um, uh, 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 old good, good old friend of mine, um, brother Justin, you know, would remind me in order to heal it, you got to be able to feel it. Mm. The problem with fear is it's so uncomfortable or so overpowering. We don't want to feel it. So we will deny it, distract ourselves from it, run from it, try to comfort ourselves, perhaps in maladaptive, unhealthy ways, anything that we can do. Right. And, and, and what I'm talking about is that unhealthy chronic fear, not the instinctual survival fear that, that, that Oren, you had mentioned earlier. Right? right. So in order to heal it, we got to allow ourselves to feel it. Right. And then for those that, that, that know me or those that get to know me, know that I'm, I'm, I'm very much into music as a form of medicine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And and there's a lyric, there's a word in 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 in, in my awareness right now from from um, um, Vaughn Benjamin who said, "Our emotions are letters of urgency that we don't stop and take time to read." Mm-hmm. I love right, that. yeah. And so our emotions, our energy in motion, right? Our emotions oftentimes are trying to tell us something that if we don't learn to understand or listen to, then we may just really, um, you know, be moved by them rather than learn how to work with them and through them. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And, you know, I, you know, I'll share a little personal history. When, when I was 18 years old, first, first time I ever saw a therapist, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when I was 18 years old, I was um, getting ready to go off to college and having a gathering and we were outside in late summer and, um, you know, ended up, um, ended up, there was a shooting, right? And mm-hmm. so, so I was uh, myself and about three, four of us all were victims of a shooting, right? We were, um, you know, hanging out and somebody that we knew came back and, you know, had a gun and it happened. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so being taken to the ambulance and to the hospital, and luckily it was a flesh wound. It was not life threatening. Right. Mm-hmm. But the impact, the psychological and emotional and the relational impact of that experience and what it had on me mm-hmm. really caused me to have a lot of reaction and a lot of fearfulness in ways that I was consciously aware of in ways that I, I, I didn't even tune into for some time later. Right. right. Um, and so my first experience in seeing a therapist was soon after that. And, um, and so the point being is that fear, if we don't listen to it or understand it, if we're so moved to avoiding the discomfort, right. Or, you know, kind of pattern, pattering our life. So we accommodate fear in some yeah, way. Right. Yeah. Um, then we fail to mention, or we fail to understand other elements of growth, which mm-hmm. would conclude the courage that you spoke about earlier, Rob, we haven't mentioned the word yet faith, mm-hmm. right? What's greater than that feeling of fear, right? Is it faith? Is it a sense of purpose? Yeah. Right. And so what I've learned over years of, you know, healing myself, Mm -hmm. right, to the best of my ability and and is ways of of being present. Grounding and centering myself so that, yes, the fear that I experienced when I was 18 or the fear that I experienced five minutes ago, is it still present now? Hmm. Is it still a risk for me now? Is now the present moment a safe moment for me? Right. Is the environment that I'm in now a safe space for me? Yeah. Right. Because in order to heal, in order to heal, we have to respect the difference between unsafe and uncomfortable. Absolutely. And if we are in unsafe spaces, physically or mentally, emotionally or psychologically, if we're in unsafe spaces, we can't really heal from it. Mm hmm. Right. But in order to grow and heal, we got to deal with the uncomfortable. Mm. Right? We can't grow without some sort of discomfort. Right. Your thoughts. I, I um, want to piggyback on this concept. And, and thank you. for. I, I didn't know that about Jay. I don't know about you, Rob. I didn't know that experience. Um, but I want to um, just kind of go talk on this theme of growth. This is for the listener audience. This is Warren, the clinician talking. Put some respect on your name. 
if mm. you're able to listen to this podcast, you're still in the game. Ooh. I don't care what you have gone through, what you have ahead of you, what you did in the past. If you're still here, you're still in the game. And what I mean by put some respect on your name is that you wouldn't be here had it not been the, for the younger version of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so when we talk about growth, we talk about resilience. Yep. And so if we're talking about resilience, then we're talking about your ability to keep breathing. Mm-hmm. Your ability to stay here. Now, yeah, it could be really bad if you're in Texas. You know, my prayers are with you, you know, um, with no water. If you're in Flint, Michigan, wherever you are, that's that you're going through something. The fact that you were able to fight and to live another day mm-hmm. is a is a prime example of growth. Mm-hmm. Is it the growth you want? Probably not yet, but it's the beginning. Mm-hmm. So when when I meet with people, I often have to remind them, hey, 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 you're gonna have to put some respect on whatever their name is, you're gonna have to put some respect on that name because that younger version was strong. Mm-hmm. They did some powerful things in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't the best decision you think you when you look at your life at say 38 and you use the logic of a 38-year-old about a decision you made with 10 at 10, it, it's incongruent. It doesn't work. You would have to, if you're going to evaluate your life, you got to evaluate yourself at 10. So Mm -hmm. think think about your 10-year-old brain. Think Mm -hmm. about your 10-year-old logic. Mm -hmm. Evaluate it from that age. You can't reflect back on life at 38 and say, I shouldn't have did something at 10. Mm. (laughs) So the fact that you got to put some respect on that 10-year-old name Mm -hmm. allows you the freedom to understand that you don't have to be governed by your fears, mm. aka growth. Absolutely, absolutely. You Ooh. know, I, that, that's a lot, listeners. I'm, I'm gonna take a second to take that in. Okay, I got it. And now, I'm, and now, and now, I'm gonna let my listeners know um, a little something about me. Every Saturday in the morning, my mother would say a prayer, right? No matter where every set, she still does it. She would say a prayer. She would put on gospel music and she would clean the house. Mm. Okay. You need to do the same thing, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not saying that you have to be religious and say a prayer. I'm not saying that you have to play gospel music. I'm not even telling you to clean your house. I'm telling you to mentally clean your house Mm. and to go into what Orn was saying right, about your growth, take that Saturday morning, just a few minutes, to reflect on the things that you've been through, which will allow you to get over whatever fears that you're going through now, because guess what? You got through it. And so I'm going back and looking at your 10-year-old self, your 20-year-old self, your 30-year-old self, and so forth and so on, you got through it. You got your bumps, you got your bruises, you got your scars to show it, but you got through it. So edge out some time. Doesn't have to be a Saturday. It can be any days, any day, ladies and gentlemen. But sketch out some time, five or 10 minutes, just to practice on breathing and think about, wow, I got through this. And then that'll allow you to tackle that fear that I'll get through this as well. 
And so that's how you put respect on your name. See, Owen is going to break it down to you as a therapist. I'm going to give it to you raw. This is how you do it. This is how you do it. Okay. You think about, man, I got through that and I can get through this. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I love the focus of one, affirming the survival, puts, putting some respect on the name. Right. And then, and then Rob, ooh, being able to reflect, being able to reflect and look back over some stuff that that, 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 that that we all have been through in our own way, right? Doing so with the awareness and the attention, you know, bringing forward this, 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 this word resiliency, right? Let's not look back. You know, every victim needs a villain, mm. right? Mm. Every victim needs a villain. Yeah, right? that's true. And be careful when we villainize someone else, are we victimizing ourselves again? Ooh. Right. And so when you take that time to put respect on your name and take that time to reflect back on the things that you've been through and are still going through. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Do so with an attitude, with an intention and an awareness of resiliency, with a loving kindness and honesty with yourself to say, you know what? Yeah, I survived it. I got the scars to show and prove it, but I survived it. Right. You know, this saying is the glass half empty, half full. Well, it's both, y'all. It's both half empty and half full. You have a choice on how you see it. Mm -hmm. And if you can choose to pay attention to your survival story, if you have a choice to pay attention to your resiliency, your growth, you know, make that choice. Mm hmm. Right. That's a that, 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 that's a, a, a right that you have. You have the right to make your own mind up. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I have a question for both of you um, while, I'm, while I just heard some um, really uh, helpful dialogue from both of you. The question I have for you, too, is I am a person like, for example, I hear what you all are saying. I hear what the three of you all are saying. But my life is chaotic. Mm. I'm having difficulty breathing, getting through the day. You mm-hmm. talking about this advanced level stuff in terms of, you know, uh, uh, making different choices, eliminating the villain, you know, putting respect on your name and all this stuff. My question to you, gentlemen, is where do I begin my this so-called growth process if I got all this stuff going on in my life? Hmm. Where do you begin? Jay, you want to take that one? Yeah. And so I'll I'll answer it, you know, from my own perspective is I would encourage you to find something that is greater than your problem mm. so that fear does not become your bully or your God. Mm. Right. Perhaps it's recognizing and respecting the life force energy that you bring to your life, right? That you bring to every equation and every scenario, right? Um, Perhaps it is a sense of community. Perhaps it's a matter of recognizing that there's strength in numbers, right? And if you want to go far, go together. If you want to go fast, go alone. So in other words, find something that's greater than your problems, whether it's a higher power, 
a higher calling, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's supportive, good-hearted, good-minded folks in your life, mm-hmm. right? Perhaps it's a therapist. Right. Hey, I'm not I'm not above saying I'm a helping professional and I've needed some professional help. Yeah. Right. Or going, I, you know, for my, my students, they'll tell you in the, the, in the listening audience, it's mandatory. If you're going to be in this field, you're going to get yourself a therapist. Otherwise, don't consider yourself one. Am I <laughs> one way, one way or another. Right. <laughs> right. 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 No. Be humble or life will humble you. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And oh, I just I just want to say I, I really do appreciate what you what you asked. And let me tell you why. I think a lot of times, specifically for African-Americans, specifically for black men, that's what we do. We're quick to throw that fear into, you know, I'm not crazy and, and I don't need this. And, 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 you know, I'll just deal with my fears and I won't talk about it. Um and so I appreciate that question. And I would say, yes, we are given some therapeutic things here. But to be honest, some of the things that I gave give you do anyway. You already breathe. You breathe, you're breathe, you're breathing now. So when I say breathe, I mean pay attention to your breathing. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you're in the house and you're going, you're having this anxiety, and you know, hey, stop and breathe which is what you're doing now. Um, the, the second thing that uh, Jeremy said, which I love so much, is you want to get around some positive people that can help you through this if you feel you can't get through it alone, okay? It is nothing wrong with asking someone that you love who's not going to judge you um, or that you feel won't judge you, uh, give you some truth. And the last thing I want to say is stop fearing this truth that you have a fear. The biggest uh, trick that fear plays on us is that we feel like we don't have to name it and call it and do it. No, it is what it is. You have this fear. And so, and so again, as we, as I said earlier, mention it, talk about it. That's right. Okay. And again, that, that doesn't cause any harm mm-hmm. to someone, to someone that you feel like you can trust, talk about it and, and see what what they may give, and you it might help you. I had a, I had a session. I just want to add to Rob's point. I had a session with um, a client, and he told me he has a fear of failure, and I said that is inaccurate. Mm. He's like, <laughs> he looked at me. You gonna tell me how I feel? <laughs> right. right. I so can't I said, tell you how I feel. So I said, okay. So you have a fear of failure. You have a fear of success, right? And so I said, okay, so when you're walking to your house from work, your your intent is to hit every step. Mm-hmm. You missed a step. Does that mean you're a failure? Because you weren't successful at everything you did. If you're chewing gum and you miss a chew and bite your tongue accidentally, should you give up gum? So I asked him to be detailed to Rob's point. Mm-hmm. Call out the specific fear. Mm-hmm. Go deeper in the fear. Mm-hmm. Rob, you mentioned being, and uh, Jay, you, you mentioned the concept of like being present, right? Being present to the fear. Fear feels awfully real. When you're having a panic attack, you don't know this might be it in your mind. Mm-hmm. But if like to Rob's point and Jay's point in earlier sessions and today, but if you breathe, Mm-hmm. 
if and you release believe, it. you will be able to lessen the anxiety almost immediately. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing to consider is fear is just really us forgetting who we are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Fear is a forgetfulness mm-hmm. of who we are and what we have done and what we can do. Mm-hmm. Right. And again, some of this, if we want to go deeper into more clinical practice, some of this may look at what is our core belief of ourself. Absolutely. What is the running narrative or script that, Oren, you like to remind us on, you know, um, you know, in, in episodes is being mindful and self-aware. What is the story that we're telling ourselves? Absolutely. Right. Fear can be a conditioned response. Mm-hmm. And this American system has conditioned a lot of beautiful, brilliant people to think of themselves, to consider themselves everything but that. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I, I, w- I was watching this nature channel and, and, and have either one of you all ever heard of this, um, this, this, e- e- the ecology of fear, the no. ecology of fear, the landscape of fear. So it was, mm-hmm. it, was, it was brilliant because it was talking about an ecosystems when um, organisms and, and, and animals that are usually the prey. Right. When the predator is removed from that ecosystem the whole behavior of the ecosystem changes, Mm. right? The whole behavior of the ecosystem changes Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because there is this awareness that predation, that the predator Mm -hmm. is no longer present. And so now I can venture out a little bit further in the plane rather than staying near the tree line. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so it, 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 it blew my mind because as a social worker, I start translating, well, how does that then incorporate into human behavior? Sure. Right. And if we are in unhealthy and toxic environments where we are constantly reminded, right, either the presence of a predator or the perception of a predator, mm. right, how does that impact the way that we see ourselves our perception then becomes a reality that could very well be distorted because mm-hmm. fear is intended to keep us what alive. Mm, right. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I'm taking part of the, 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 this training and, and, and the psychologist, a brilliant, brilliant brother, Dr. Kevin Washington offered this as an alternative to post-traumatic stress syndrome, right? Post-traumatic stress disorder. It's like, how are people, that have been exposed to injustice and oppression and trauma for hundreds of years. And we know that the trauma has not stopped. There's no such thing as post-traumatic nothing. Right. Mm. It is persistent. It is present. Right. And so when we look at paratraumatic growth, post-traumatic growth, again, I want to intentionally divert the attention of the listeners and the conversation over to this thing called growth. Right. Because we have to acknowledge that the fear exists. Mm-hmm. But we also have to acknowledge what else, in addition to and perhaps even more potentially powerful than the fear, also exists so that we don't succumb to the fear, right? Yeah. So that we can redirect our energy on what the growth and where the growth is. Mm-hmm. Good point. Rob, Rob, you look like you, you're getting ready to break something down again. No, brother, I'm just... <clears throat> 
I'm just listening and I'm saying, you know, that's a powerful point. I wish that we could just get that across to our listeners, just that one thing, uh, that that growth is inevitable and that it may be a little painful and uncomfortable, but you will grow from this, whatever this fear is. And why? Because there's something greater than the fear, Mm -hmm. right? And so you have to start thinking that. And guess what's greater than the fear? You are. You are. Mm. Yeah. So kind of in a nutshell, uh, an example is like, you know, a a person could fear getting into a relationship because they've been hurt so many times in a relationship in the past. And the kind of way to become more present to it is to recognize that that past relationship is not the same thing as that present relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, Recognizing that it's a a reminder, a memory of the past relationship. And so you're thinking, oh, I don't ever want to experience that pain again. And so what happens when we become maladaptive or dysfunctional is that instead of confronting it, we wind up creating an environment to foster more of the same thing. Mm. So we guard, our body guards against the pain threshold and we for whatever reason, seem to attract that same kind of energy because we're on the defense. We're looking, the, your your match could be walking right in front of you, but because of the past, you can't even see that potential match. You can only see and spot things that look familiar, which is what, what Jeremy talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. When you talk about seeing something greater, you have to ask yourself, what is your life's goal? Is your life's goal to be happy and joyful and shared with somebody? If it is, then you have to focus on where you're going, not where you, not even where you feel you are and not definitely not where you've been. You have to focus on where you're going in order to be able to conceptualize and bring that, that, that truth home, right? And that's a a simplistic way of looking at a complex problem. But if you exchange a problem and you say, well, I fear going to school because I didn't perform well in school as a child. Well, okay. Well, again, if you're going to evaluate it, I ask that you evaluate it at the child age. So use the mentality you had at 18 and what was going on in your your life at 16 or 15 Mm -hmm. and apply that evaluation for that time period with a 15 year old mind. If you come up with the same results, I'm probably going to push back and say you're actually using your mindset of your age now when you have mm. experience. So you're not doomed to fail again in academics or you're not doomed to fail again on a test because of what happened before, because you got to evaluate it based on where you were at that time. Mm. If you want to see something bigger than that, does a test define you? Does a grade define your character? No. Because if it doesn't define your character and doesn't define you, it's really about mastering the teacher mm-hmm. or mastering the presentation of the material. So if you don't master it today, then there's also tomorrow. Mm-hmm. There's also the next day. Because if you believe your outcome or potential outcome is bigger and better than where you are, mm-hmm. then there's no reason to fear that because you already know where you're going. Yeah. And and if there is reason to fear it, understand putting in perspective, the reason for that fear is minuscule in relationship to where you are headed and where you your your, your higher self rests. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. So 
So, so once again, listeners, whoo, y'all just got a whole bunch of, of, of good stuff for free tonight. Right. <laughs> and so if I may just take a moment or two just to maybe kind of um, summarize some, not all. Right. But but in order to help us grow beyond fear, Brother Oren had emphasized this ability to practice awareness. Be aware. Right. Brother Rob hit you with the M&M method. If you can mention it, then you can manage it. Be able to put your fear into words so that that feeling doesn't overwhelm or continue to impact in such a way that is debilitating. Right. Mm -hmm. Being present, recognizing is the fear that I'm experiencing. Is it an instinctual fear that is that is rooted in my survival or is it an unhealthy type of fear that I really need to maybe take a, a, a closer look at so that I can work through and identify what is greater than the fear or the problem that is presenting me? Right. And I know that we're, 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 we're making a lot of hard stuff sound easy and it's a lot harder than what it sounds like. But really what, 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 I'm, what I'm hoping listeners will understand is a lot of the solutions to our problems are simple. Mm. Simple ain't easy. Yes. A lot of us might fear the truth. Mm-hmm. And then we choose something other than the truth because we think that it might be easier for us or for others to hear. Mm-hmm. Simple ain't easy. So let's let's choose simple rather than choose easy. Right. Because it's going to be some hard work. And as we go further into this this season, a couple of episodes left in this season. Um, trust and believe we got a couple of episodes that are specifically looking on how to do the work as well. Okay. All right. As we, we, we wind down once again, listeners, we thank you for joining us on this journey. Um, input feedback. Um, it don't always have to be, uh, you know, giving us our, 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 our kudos. If you have any objection or if you have an alternative perspective, Reach out to us, unicornscouch at gmail.com. Um, fellas, before we wrap up and wind down for the night, any closing remarks or anything that you'd like to share for the listeners? Uh, I just want to say um, this has probably been one of my best uh, and favorite episodes because I'll be listening to this myself again, listeners, uh, just because it's just so much uh, tools that was given for you to conquer whatever it is that you're dealing with. Um, I would leave you with uh, this simple moniker of just breathe, just breathe. You'll get through this. Just breathe. Mm. Yeah, I would I would just encourage everybody to recognize and understand that um, like the infamous Khalil Gibran, good and bad are married. Um, mm. You wouldn't have one without the other. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the things, some of the best Feelings that you had led you to some of the worst choices you made, <laughs> and and some of the uh, worst experiences or bad experiences you had elevated you to a new height. So embrace embrace yourself without judgment. Mm. Embrace yourself without judgment. Understand that you're constantly growing. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and 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 you know, lastly, at least for for, for my closing remark, what if fear was a tool? Mm. What if fear was a tool? And the same way that a master 
or a fool in the a tool in the hands of a master is not the same as the tool in the hands of a fool, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so if we learn how to work with fear, it can build us, it can help us um, overcome and grow in ways that, that that we may not have ever imagined it, it, it could do before. So, um, so folks, once again, it's been an honor and a pleasure, brother Rob, brother Oren, um, appreciate your presence, your spirit, your, 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 your wisdom, um, and look forward to reconnecting again for the next episode. Okay. Thank Absolutely. you. Um, right. everybody the best, um, wherever you are, whatever country you are, just believe that there's more to come for you. Peace. Peace. Peace.